Hello and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are your hosts, Eric and Sarah. Welcome back to our first episode after over a month of not making any episodes. A long, long time. Mm-hmm. This is actually our second time recording this episode today. We got through like 25 minutes of doing this episode and then uh, the handyman showed up Mm -hmm. who was here to fix some stuff in our house. We thought he was going to come a little bit later and he showed up. So we paused. early. Yeah. Yeah. We thought we were going to continue and then we were like, there's no way to pick up a conversation after two hours and have it sound natural. Yeah. So we we fed ourselves in between Mm -hmm. and I feel like we have a little more energy. Maybe it was just me, but my I was... brain feels much more awake. I've been dealing Same. with miserable allergies. I popped a Benadryl, and popped now, a Benny. <laughs> now this run, you don't have to listen to me um, being super nasally. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, super clogged up. Um, okay, so what are we talking about today? What kind of inspired us to actually do this episode? Right, we had no plans, no concrete plans to record an episode, but I felt this like surge of energy, and I was like, I think we need to do a little update. I just feel like the timing is good right now. And I feel like that's going to be a recurring theme in this episode is kind of like timing, divine timing, waiting until you feel actually motivated to do something to do it so that you get the best results and the best payoff, right? Right. Because the reason we haven't done the podcast in a few weeks is because we've been doing a lot of other stuff and we kind of, we've talked about this before, you know, there have been times when we're like, should we do it every other week? Should we do it once a month? And what we've been going by recently is just, let's just do it whenever we really want to. When we feel like we have something valuable to contribute to society, listeners' lives. Yeah, because, you know, we've developed into, uh, (laughs) there's like a meme from the the Joker, the new Joker movie, which we haven't seen, but it's like, we live in a society. I, I don't even know what the context is, but... I was going to start the sentence by saying we live in a society and then I mm-hmm. felt the meme bubble up. In a but, world where. <laughs> but we do live in a society where nowadays people who make any sort of content are just so pressured to bust out so much content just mm-hmm. all the time yeah. and on schedules. And then, of course, you know, we live and die by the YouTube algorithm. And it's like if you don't upload every 17 and a half minutes you're never going to get a single view on this platform again. Right. So we're kind of just applying, we're applying that principle and we're applying not listening to that principle to kind of everything. So Mm -hmm. that's what we've been doing with the podcast. We're like, if we don't feel like we can make a great episode every week, we, we just shouldn't. Right. And on the flip side, if there's ever a week where we feel like we have so much to say that we need to make a two hour episode or two two episodes a week i feel like we would do that and you know what's interesting is i have spent so much of my life trying to make myself as productive as possible and it never works (laughs) and also just comparing myself to other people who seemingly are more productive or more consistently inspired or more disciplined discipline is a huge thing i've struggled with my entire life and i'm kind of undergoing or undertaking this experiment this like very radical experiment lately maybe the past few weeks where i've said what if, what if i just kind of tried to lean into the way i naturally am and the way i naturally am is that i'm not i've never been good at sticking to a schedule i've never been good at making commitments like months or weeks ahead of time and it's always worked 
to my disadvantage when I've tried because then not only I'll set all these these lofty goals I will announce my intentions and commitments to my viewers I'll be like oh I'm gonna upload every week on Saturdays at this time and it never hands out and I've always chalked it up to like I've always considered it a personal failing essentially but now I'm kind of reevaluating and asking myself number one to look for examples of people who do take longer between projects and there are actually a lot of examples of those people who work slower release less uh, content and they still have a strong fan base who anticipates their work and receives it really well and they're well compensated for it so i've been trying to remind myself that those people exist and see how i can just adapt that to my own life and everything that i make so that with everything that i make and release to the world no one is ever getting the feeling that i rushed it or that i did it out of a sense of obligation yeah yeah because you don't want your work to (laughs) to reek of that (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um and it's just we've talked about like people can maybe sometimes some people can tell when work is done with kind of that you know that feeling that vibe of being pushed yeah into it but you know i've been telling you about people i follow on youtube who you know like there's this guy drew gooden who does like funny commentary videos on youtube mm-hmm. and he posts once a month but mm-hmm. he ha- gets millions of views and there are always really like fully fleshed out videos with a lot of information he clearly planned a lot yeah but he's like i can only do one a month to make it as good as possible yeah. So like those people do exist and there are there. many people like that. And I just feel as if I haven't sought out those examples for myself. And it's been hard for me to even admit that I feel guilty sometimes saying that I want to make less. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's so I feel so lucky to be working for myself especially on YouTube, which is a job that I know a lot of people, like I keep hearing that children nowadays <laughs> in school, when asked what they want to be when they grow up, a lot of them are like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber or a TikToker or an influencer. And it feels very, I mean, I don't know anyone else IRL who does what I do unless I met them through YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So I feel very lucky and I've struggled a lot with like feelings of guilt about the fact that I, I don't always feel super grateful about it because I've forced myself to try to work in a specific way. And yeah, I'm just trying to deprogram all that and apply it to everything I do, not just YouTube, but also our music, the podcast, just waiting until I feel like, okay, I have something really important or something that feels good for me to offer. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the the podcast has always been like we've always tried to do it every week mm-hmm. and for the most part it's been fine but kind of just at the same time that we've been figuring out this kind of i mean it's mostly i feel like you're figuring it out more than me but just with like not doing things you don't really feel 
inspired mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm more naturally like that. Yes. Right? I'm like, do you agree? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Uh, and then, so we, we've kind of been having these discussions while at the same time feeling like, what are we doing with the podcast? Right? Mm -hmm. So they kind of just like lined up harmoniously. And we're like, oh, well, we'll apply this principle to the podcast. Because as long as we're feeling like, what is this, what's the deal here? What's what's this all about? What's the, what's the goal? Um, we've been having these conversations. So the timing worked out well, and we've been replacing the time with mostly music. A lot of music. Which is kind of what we've, you know, have been planning on doing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there like I said, there have been times where we're like, let's do the podcast once a month. Let's do the podcast every two weeks. And now I'm realizing that even that, you, you know what, like, reducing your commitment to fewer commitments is almost the same as having a lot of commitment. I don't know if, if that makes sense, but saying I'll do it once a month is just as heavy almost as saying I'll do it every week. Because all that's going to lead to is it's going to be the day before mm -hmm. it's the one month mark. And we're going to be like, fuck, we got to record a podcast episode and talk about every single thing that happened in the last month. Yeah, It's just a different kind of commitment and a different kind of stress. Mm -hmm. and you know we don't want to just deliver a podcast every week and it, the same goes for you with youtube right you don't want to deliver a video or a podcast every week that's not good right And you're yeah. doing it just to do it yeah which is honestly how i felt about a lot of my work over the past few years i have created a lot of things that are not memorable to me or that i'm not proud of or that i mean i keep waiting to feel like when I when I make something, it'll be that thing that I feel excited enough to bring back and show my family, for example. Mm. I'm not super... Eric's much closer to his family than I am with mine in that your family communicates regularly just about your day-to-day -day happenings, what's, on, what's going on with work and family and stuff. And... It's mostly baby pictures now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not been the case for me and I'll communicate with my family when it's very important. So for example, the last time I can think of that I posted on my mom's like f extended family group chat is when we dropped our single back in the summer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is important enough to me that I will pop out of my little crab shell <laughs> <laughs> and ask them to listen to our song. Yeah. And I keep searching for that feeling and asking myself, what can I make that I want people to actually, when they think of me, they actually think of that too. And there are, I don't, it's kind of sad. I don't, I don't think there are that many things that I feel that way about in my life, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like the scary feeling of like, if I died tomorrow, mm. what would my legacy look like now? Yes. I mean, partially it's tough because we're both very young. Like, you know, right. we're not mm -hmm. even past 30. So it's like, well, it's just not that much time. But it doesn't really matter how old you are, right? Like, it does, or I guess it shouldn't, I should say it doesn't matter how young you are. Ideally, it wouldn't, you wouldn't have to wait until you're older right. to have made something that you're really, really proud of and that you feel reflects who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like us taking this time and really focusing on music recently has, you know, because we, we go through so many phases with music, 
you know mm-hmm. like we're oh let's cover all these pop songs that are sure to get more views like oh let's cover these other songs and then we've just gotten to the point where we're just like we have to just like let's play covers that we like mm-hmm. that are fun and use them as a springboard to be excited and be good at making our own songs yes right because like all the songs that we have in the works plus the one we released this summer all those songs are like if we put those out into the world and then i died mm-hmm. i'd be like as at least those songs got out right because like up, i've made and released a lot of music at by up until this point in my life mm-hmm. and i'm just now like meh, about literally all of it mm-hmm. and by meh i'll be honest I, I don't like any of it right yeah so i'm like as long as these songs get released i can perish <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be like that's a good enough legacy for me sure i it's funny have we have recorded this podcast on and off for since 2018 yes Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to have a record of all of the different phases we've gone through and i become more and more convinced that time is time and development are like a spiral because you keep hearing us talk about the same lesson but a like a deeper and deeper version of the exact same lesson and the lesson is just kind of listen to what you like learn how to tap into what you genuinely want and stop listening to other people Mm. if what other people are telling you to do to achieve success feels like a lot of resistance to you like if it feels like not not a type of challenge that is invigorating which is something we touched on a whole bunch in the uh, first recording of this earlier today so i wanted to go back to it i wanted to make sure we, we talked about it again yeah. but you know like you just said if you're an avid listener of the podcast you have seen us you know struggle through things yes. try to knock down walls right and ultimately it comes down to it's good when things are challenging in your life right? Challenging is good. Think, I need a better word for it, but things that make you feel bad are bad. Those are <laughs> not just challenges. There's There needs to be like a noted difference mm-hmm. between both kinds of things, right? right? You know, w- whatever struggle Sarah has gone through with YouTube and sponsorships that you've talked about extensively, right? Like all of those things were bad like they made you feel bad (laughs) and i could say that i that's that's the interesting thing is that i think you can look back on any challenge that you have encountered and say it was a learning you can make anything a learning experience doesn't mean that you have to go seek out intolerable situations just to say you learned from them Mm -hmm. right because ultimately I found that I found that that is what I was doing for a long time is I was trying to turn myself into a different type of person. I was modeling that um, ideal after other people who were successful in the wellness space, in the like self-development space. I'd watch Gary V videos or Tony Robbins I'm going to buy the New York Jets. Yeah. And these are very 
you know, stereotypically masculine go-getter, like hustle, hustle, hustle kinds of dudes. And it's really easy to tap into their material and like feel all of their inspiration and be like, all right, I'm going to set a schedule and I'm just going to bust my ass and I'm going to have that type of success. And I found myself for maybe over 10 years trying to model model myself self after them, failing. <laughs> and then not only did I realize that that wasn't correct for me, but I was feeling shitty about myself because I was I was perceiving myself to be failing at all of these endeavors. And I just think that a huge part of the reason I'm here and why I have an audience is because people like to see other people make mistakes mm-hmm. and and admit that it's okay, mm-hmm. I suppose. And because as much of you as much as you've struggled with whatever work-wise since you've been working for yourself, yeah. I mean, you still have been successful. So it's it helps people to you know, to see Mm-hmm. Oh, this person has gone through so many struggles and so many difficulties, but look, they still made a job. Also self-imposed though. Self-imposed yeah. struggles. Yeah. Like I would love in just sharing what I've gone through and what hasn't worked for me to let people bypass those same struggles. Mm-hmm. Like I'd love to give people, if there's anything I could give people, it's permission to just try on how you naturally want to be. Like if you're an introvert, start to embrace being an introvert. If you like a slower paced life and you don't like scheduling, stop trying to make yourself adhere to a calendar. Yes, it's taken a lot. And as far as music goes, every like three months, we'll do a series of episodes where we're talking about how we tried to implement something that someone else told us to do and it didn't work over and over again, the same kind of thing and we keep peeling back layers and it gets to a purer and purer and purer place so it's fine that we have to go through that like the frustration and making things to never release them or not being able to see a project through it's fine because we do keep getting closer to the truth i think or like true closer to our mm, like our core selves Mm -hmm. as musicians and this is a great example of that kind of good good sort of challenge mm-hmm. versus bad sort of challenge, yeah. right? It's I when mean, you feel yourself getting better through the struggle, yeah? Yeah, and like for us, how it relates to music is like, you know, doing the, putting so much effort into cover songs that we think will perform better on YouTube. Right. And by perform better, I mean maybe over the course of the next six months, it'll get like 6,000 views instead of like 4,000 views, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like things like that cause so much stress because we're like, the song's hard to sing or we don't really like this song, but it's going to be worth it because we'll find even more people who care about us, which we now know it doesn't work like that Mm -hmm. because most people will find a cover of a song or an artist they like and they'll listen to it and then they won't watch any other things you've made if they don't like the other covers you've done like if they don't like the songs right because they're recognizing you for your shared interest in a different artist and not in what you make right 
So we've realized that struggling through those kinds of projects and putting so much time and effort into them just feels bad and is not worth the payoff Mm -hmm. a few extra thousand views. Whereas our original music is at points very stressful and difficult. And like we've talked about a million times, a portion of that is because we love each other very much (laughs) and we don't want our relationship to break over, I don't know, fighting about music you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. it's not like being in a band with your buddies where you're just like hey play a major dumbass (laughs) you know it's like we're very we speak to each other in like a very um sensitive and caring way Mm -hmm. right and it's hard because sarah writes these lyrics she writes these songs and then we arrange them together and record them and i have to like it sarah has to like it but it's her thing i mean now it's kind of my thing It's like there's just so much wrapped up in making our original songs, which is why it's taken so long for us to make more than one thus Mm -hmm. far. But that's a positive challenge. Yes. Right? Like when we have had breakthroughs, we're like, oh my God, this is the bet. Right? Then it leads to that. Oh, if I get this music out, I'm happy. That's my legacy. It gets to that moment. Yes. And it's like, okay, well, that's how we know this is a positive challenge, Mm -hmm. not a bad challenge. Yeah. Right. So it's like, don't you don't have to shy away from everything that's hard or difficult. You just have to try and understand what's worth it and what's not. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is like, yes, theory, the YouTubers, their whole thing is seek discomfort. And I'm like, why? I mean, like, seek discomfort if you want to. Right. Or like, let the discomfort that is appropriate for you find you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you have, I don't know, if you have crippling social anxiety right the proper seek discomfort isn't like go to a club by yourself <laughs> and just like see what happens you know jump what I mean? up like, on the table start dancing were you gonna and say asking, uh, yeah no, you I were. Wasn't, I wasn't. <laughs> oh can i say something on this yeah tim ferris you know tim ferris he's mm-hmm. like big in the uh, wellness self-development industry he wrote the four-hour work week And I don't remember what this was for. I think he had a TV show or something, but he was basically coaching people on how to be better entrepreneurs or something, something like that. It might have been more broad, but one of his exercises was he'd take this person and he'd be like, okay, your exercise today is to go into a coffee shop, order something, and then ask them for a discount. And if they ask, why do you need a discount? Just say, just because, just see if, and he's like, or just look a stranger in the eye and ask them for their number just because you don't have to call them like just ask basically shock yourself into being okay with scary situations and i'm like you could like if that sounds exhilarating to you that made me want to shit my pants and then because tim ferris is so successful and i didn't want that that scared me the idea of doing that sounded like hell i was like uh do i not have what it takes to succeed or whatever like i don't know and it's like you don't there's so many challenges in life and just being a human you don't need to seek out extra just i don't know i don't know. it makes me not angry but like just the thought that i used to consume so much of this content about how to be a better person according to somebody else who has nothing in common with you <laughs> anyway i don't know what we're t- oh i wanted to kind of concretely go through a couple of the phases we've gone through with in music because i talked about how like learning is this spiral 
that just gets closer and closer to the heart of the issue. But until you really clear the issue, it does keep showing, mirroring back to you in your reality. But I was thinking about how, well, first off, it took us a few years of our relationship before we were like, oh, we could create music together because I had limitations about what it meant to be a musician and all of that. And I also didn't want to like intrude on your band. Yeah. And Which I'm st- so happy is not a thing <laughs> anymore. No offense to my former band, mm-hmm. but this is way more fun. Oh, and then we started making music together or realizing we could, and we would select songs that we tried to select songs that were popular so that they would do well on YouTube. Do we have a do we have a good example? Well, I I keep thinking about Dua Lipa. Yeah, yeah. Like we would hear her like disco-y stuff and we were like, "Oh, we should make pop music cuz mm. it's good." And then I was listening to the book Hitmakers when we were driving to California last year, which is about like how to write a hit song, which is basically like the opposite of how I feel now, but it's just such fucking bullshit how to write a fuck you there like it's not how that's not how art works like hit songs like what even defines a hit you know what i mean okay well it's so i don't doubt that there's a formula the question is is it what we need to do is it what we want to do like are we trying to achieve what Taylor Swift is achieving or what Dua Lipa is achieving? The answer is no, but it's very easy to get lured into other people's uh, concepts of success. So our layer one is we're going to do pop music. We're like, oh, this doesn't feel bad. Let's cover Nirvana instead because that's closer to our genre. And then we covered Heart Shaped Box. and And I'm like, I just don't like it that much. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe let's try more like stripped down stuff instead. And we're still not picking songs that, I don't know, just still selecting songs and setting deadlines from a place of, I got to do this to make it big in the music industry or whatever. Just the same thing over and over again, us trying to push through music, specifically covers that, eh, whatever. Though to be fair, Heart Shaped Box did come did come out great. Sounds I great. don't love it, but really? I love but it. this is a different story. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we covered Dynamite by BTS because the song dropped last year. We did a reaction video to it, which performed really, really well it on got YouTube. A, a quarter of a million views, which is far more than I've ever gotten on any That's video. More than I get on my cooking channel, which has hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Yes. So we were like, oh, got to capitalize on this. Let's cover Dynamite. So we threw together, like we did in like two days, right? Yeah. There was like a lot of, I'm just going to use like music production terms really quick. There's a lot of punching in. There's a lot of pitch correction. Mm -hmm. Like we just like forced our, we're like, "Uh, I can make, just do it good enough and Mm -hmm. I'll make it sound good. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. We like just fucking, we like, computerized the shit out of it yeah <laughs> and, and it, like it sounded good and but it we has, hated it. <laughs> yeah it has a lot of views compared to our other covers it has but the I'm most like, views it has more views than any of our other covers i cringe when i think about it though is the thing yeah right so just over and over again we're like taking the same idea which is make music to succeed in the industry i suppose 
And we just kept peeling little pieces off of it, but still the obligation piece was there. And then we finally were like, it's not working. It's not working. And had to wait to reconnect with even liking music for music again. (laughs) Right? We were over music. I mean, yeah, I just felt like anything, like I, I kept remembering how pure it felt to make music as a child. I was always singing. I was just writing without any expectation that anyone would hear it. And I was, as a kid, I was also just always very secretive about I was what I was making. So I wasn't making it for other people. I made like two albums in high school. And I think those are lost for all of time. Maybe my mom has them somewhere. But I didn't like market it, put it on MySpace, whatever. I just made it because it felt good to make. And I have been like mourning the loss of that feeling for so long and I'm like well maybe it's because you keep trying to force yourself into doing it for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. and eventually it's fine you know if you keep making the same mistake because this I think the spiral just happens in everything with life relationships work you keep making a little bit of progress and feeling then like you're 10 steps back when you hit the road the same kind of roadblock again Mm -hmm. but you're actually you actually are always improving i believe yeah let's talk about this like feeling like a kid thing Mm. because i mean we've mentioned it on the podcast before but it's just so important like that that idea resonates with you and i both so much because we both started making music in the same way just like recording stuff on the family computer you know and just doing it because we wanted to do it and then it you know, you get older and it just is, it just is different. Mm-hmm. Right. But yesterday, Sarah was like, it was like noon. Sarah was like, do you want to work on music? I was like, what do you want to do? She was like, I don't know. I was like, okay. So we came into here, the studio room and we were like, what should we do? And then we we're like, well, let's talk about minus sign, which is just uh, one of our original songs that is like basically done from like a writing perspective, but we haven't, or we hadn't yet figured out like how the what the vibe of the song on the recording should actually be mm-hmm. so we could like sit down with an acoustic guitar and like play it you know mm-hmm. we're like okay well how's the actual studio recording gonna sound now this is a song that we've done like three or four different versions of already oh my god like recording wise and the this first is... one sounded like despacito oh my god it did <laughs> <laughs> I that was our pops that. our pop phase you know and we also we turned it into the very dua lipa thing mm-hmm. with like the boots cuts and boots and cuts, like the disco thing disco rock pop and we were just like um and then no. so eric would like finish a good chunk of the song because eric is like i mean he's you are made to get things done like mm-hmm. that's how you're wired you can run with almost anything and just turn it into a fully wait fully full fled fully fledged yeah full fleshed i think it's full fledged yeah or fleshed out and it works great when because you're a freelance musician and people give you <laughs> you know sometimes vague concepts and you're like bam i knocked it it's it's done yeah. and it's it's been different because i'm difficult to work with <laughs> well it's not that you're difficult to work with but it's fu- it's just funny how like that quality of mine as a musician and mm-hmm. just as a person yeah works so well as a freelance musician mm-hmm. because that's what it it's yeah. a, for all the reasons you just said that's what makes me good at my job yeah but that's what's made it 
historically much more difficult for us to do stuff because you would right. give me like maybe it should sound you know like a kind of like a Dua Lipa kind of thing and then I would disappear for two hours and I'd come back and like <laughs> the song would be basically done or like right. a, a verse and chorus would be basically done and you're like no I hate it I well no, it's, right not well, like that usually what would happen is Eric's like okay time for vocals <laughs> and then as soon as I get involved like you guys I'm I am, I can't, I'm trying to think of like a, a metaphor for the role I play in our relationship, but I just am difficult. <laughs> I'm like, I go to record the vocals and the song sounds so good, like instrumentally and just something is off. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, the I don't, I'm not feeling wrong. what I'm supposed to be feeling. Yeah. I'm not absolutely sobbing. Yeah. So it's not right. No. Um. I mean, that's kind of it though. Like if it loses the feeling you get from singing on acoustic guitar mm -hmm. then it's wrong yeah right so the arrangement should be different but it should still evoke the same feeling right and there have been many situations in which i've pushed past that feeling just gotten it done and then those are always the songs that i'm like mm, i never want to hear i don't again. want to listen to that <laughs> um can we remove that from our discography because i don't want people to hear that and associate it with me like i want to be proud of everything that's out there mm -hmm. And so that's another thing I've just kind of started to embrace lately is like, if I don't feel like I'm going to be wanting to shout about this thing from the rooftops, I'm not going to Make do it. it just to have another piece of content out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially something like music, which we're both so passionate about and it's so near and dear to our hearts. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like what we were saying about the podcast. Like, it's not worth it to put music out that we don't love. Just like it's not worth it to put out podcast episodes where we're just like talking about some bullshit mm. for an hour because you're supposed to do a weekly podcast. Yeah. And it's like, uh, there's just not enough value in it for us. Mm -hmm. And in case of, or in terms of music, there's not enough of the right emotion yeah. in a certain thing. Um, but what you were saying, you were like, well, I'm just difficult in the relationship. I say it like... but. What you mean, and I not that I'm going to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to describe it for you. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that we were talking about before with good challenges and bad challenges. Yeah. Right? Like you challenge the relationship and us in a way that makes us better individually and together mm -hmm. as a couple and as a band. Right? It, like it's not like you're toxically difficult, which is like, Eric, get out. She's bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, she's you're making everything better with your quote unquote difficulty. Right. So, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I'm I that's what I mean is that I am embracing the part of me that has always felt very high maintenance and slow. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I have to believe that I was born with these qualities for a reason. And I wanted to kind of like bring in some like lightheartedness here on the topic of challenge. So, let me let me lay the foundation. I have been making I've been crafting. Mm -hmm. Eric has been exercise biking. And you can jump in if at any point you know where I'm going with this. Okay. But so these are two things that are challenging for us unrelated to work, but that we feel intrinsically motivated to do. I recently bought a sewing machine after thinking about it for many years and 
learning a new skill like that is so hard and you destroy a lot of materials which cost money to before you're able to get anything good and yet something it's just really been pleasing to my brain to make different crafts even if they're imperfect and I've been looking for that I feel like this is the closest thing I felt to how I felt with making music before as a child before it was all very complicated by me (laughs) is like this thing that is challenging and interesting to you and that the frustration does not outweigh the sense of accomplishment that you get from it. So the other day I started making a bunch of these fabric bowl covers, which you can use. They're like elasticized. You use them instead of uh, plastic wrap because I've been wanting to cut out like plastic for my life basically. And I made like 20 of them because I was thinking maybe I can just sell some of these on Etsy or something and it's not going to be like a whole business or anything, but I'll be able to like recoup the cost of the materials at least. And I have a fun hobby that helps the environment that also just kind of pays for itself. You know, I just want to jump in and say, you didn't just make 20 of them. You like made one and you're like, it's fine. And then you made a second one and you're like, it's a little better, but I think I know what I need to do. And then you made a batch of 20 in like one night. And they were all, you were like, I got it. I was obsessed. You did every single one and they were all perfect. Were you like watching, Eric was watching Alone, I think, the TV show, the survival TV show. And I was just in the room, just like obsessively, I was listening to a podcast, obsessively making these things, just like so locked in. (laughs) And I was like, this feels good. This is like the type of stimulation my brain needs right now. I thought I was in here. What were you doing well, the other day? it's been multiple days. The other day I had like three lessons in a row. And I was cutting fabric the whole time. Oh, that's cutting, what Cutting, measuring doing. fabric. Okay. I had, I created the system. I was like, ah, so good. I feel, I feel better. I feel like my brain is like just benefiting from the new type of stimulation. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to tie this in with you biking. Mm-hmm. And... Maybe you take over here because you were talking about the difference between running and biking that you feel like the type of challenge and stuff. Well, it's funny because the last episode we released was right after I like a week after I got the bike. Right. And I was so stoked about it. And I the the stokeness has not dwindled at all. (laughs) I've had the bike for almost two months and I just I just love it so much. Um, I mean, I always used to do I always used to run as my form of cardio and I don't think I ever realized like in the moment how much it hurt. <laughs> it was funny. I was actually texting Chris, conscious Chris about this recently, uh, just about exercise. And he was like, yeah, we were thinking about getting an exercise bike. Well, hopefully that's public information and Jasmine's not going to be like, we're getting an exercise. Bike. No, he just said like it crossed his mind. Um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I love it so much more than running. I mean, first and foremost, because it hurts my body less. And he was like, yeah, running really fucked me up for a while. And I, I, it's just so intense and like yeah. grueling and pounding on your lower body. So I got the bike because I wanted to do cardio, but I've had this foot pain. So I was like, I can't run. I can't walk. What can I do? So I got the bike and it just, I can just do it for so much longer. And I sit there and I listen to a book and it's in the garage. So I get to look outside into the parking lot and just like 
there are trees and birds and squirrels. Mm -hmm. I just like kind of see the outside world, but I'm not really outside outside. And my body is sore after I'm done, but it doesn't feel bad. Like after I would pound my ankles and knees running. Mm -hmm. And I just really, I'm so happy that it just feels so much better. It feels so much more wholesome. I go out with my little backpack, my water bottle to the garage, do my thing, get some alone time. And then Sarah has some alone time. Alone time, which like, I don't even feel like I want, but after I do it, feel like I need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not actively thinking like, I need to go be alone because we're like never alone. We're in different rooms, (laughs) but I don't know. We both work from here. We do everything together, right? We go to the grocery store together, whatever. So it's just like to have like 45 minutes most days, just like being out there being like all oh, right this is what it's like to like be alone in the world even though i'm just in the garage has also been a i think a growing experience for me because since i got laid off my job and then covid happened we spend all our time together mm-hmm. which is fine i don't think it's detrimental in any way i think we you know have learned to i don't know take space yeah do different things yeah like do it in a healthy way right because there are a lot of couples that are just home all the time together so it's kind of just been this nice little thing where like yeah every day i I mean like i'm gonna go bike after this and it's 3 40 right now so it's like gonna be almost getting dark and i'm gonna be like yeah i'm gonna go be in like the dark garage by myself for 45 minutes and it's like i don't it's it's that kind of like weird discomfort that i think is good you know like at least for me personally Right, like going out there by myself, it's cold, it's dark, like it's not the most like luxurious experience, but I'm going to go do it because I kind of like it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's been good in so many ways. Yeah. I mean, you always come back. Rejuvenated. Super energized. You're like hyper. You're like, <laughs> you have all of these thoughts that occurred to you. Like sometimes you'll call friends or family. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll listen to a book or a podcast and you're like, you come back in and you're like, ah, like I have mm-hmm. all of these thoughts and I'm like ready to, you know, continue on with the day and be productive or whatever. I and mean, yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say there are a few, there have been a few times where I come back and I'm like, I didn't listen to a podcast. I didn't listen to a book. I listened to our music on repeat. And by our music, I mean like our original song on Spotify, the few covers we still have on Spotify. And then like, all the demos and weird random shit I've uploaded to our personal Google Drive. Mm-hmm. I'll just like be in the Drive app on my phone, like slowly look because there's no Wi-Fi out there. Right. So everything takes a while to load. Mm-hmm. And I'll just listen to like, oh, yeah, here's like this version of the song we've been working on. This is what it sounded like in July. And I'll listen to it and I'll come back and be like, I just love our music so much. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. for, And I love you and your lyrics are great and you're beautiful. <laughs> and like <laughs> It's just like so many things happen out there. Well, I'm, and it's great because at the same time, I'm doing something that in the long run makes my body and my brain feel better. Yes. Not just in the moment. Which like I really don't believe was the case when you were forcing yourself to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were at a point where we'd be like, okay, let's go to the gym on Tuesday, Wednesday or Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Like we we keep like reducing the number of days we wanted to commit <laughs> and then we just never go. And we're like, okay, well, at this point, we're just wasting money. You could spend that money on an exercise bike that you would absolutely find exhilarating. 
so we canceled and now just life is better like and this goes back to what i was saying earlier which is that you could make any negative experience into a lesson kind of like you could have just said you know what no i'm gonna push past all of the like not wanting to go to the gym and make myself go and now i'm jacked like you could have done that (laughs) but you also could have just taken the path of least resistance and gotten a bike and been totally fine and now you're better off for it you know right if there is a path of least resistance take it and either way is fine by the way like we could still be trying to force ourselves to go to the gym and we just learn the lesson later it's Mm -hmm. fine i guess what i'm saying is whatever happened like you can't mess up really you can't the mistakes aren't really mistakes they're just pieces of life yeah and it's you know like terry cruz has this quote where he's like oh if you if you can't (laughs) yeah terry cruz has this quote i love amazon (laughs) (laughs) apparently terry cruz terry cruz has been getting roasted because he's (laughs) now done ads for walmart and amazon and they're like can you promote something better (laughs) like you're super rich (laughs) like promote something better and make less money but anyway he has this quote where he talks about like oh you know if you want to go to the gym but you don't know how to get started like just go and like sit in the lobby and like look at your phone for a half an hour and then leave Mm -hmm. like don't have to work out and like that's where the difference is like it's okay to be scared of something and to try it out right if you're like i've never gone to the gym before i'm scared to go yeah well yeah you should go and see see how it feels Mm -hmm. we've gone to the gym a lot for years Mm -hmm. so like we know what it's all about so we knew at that moment like we know we're forcing ourselves to do this thing that we've done a lot already in the past yeah and it's not feeling good Mm-hmm. right so that's how we were able to navigate that right because like it's it's the whole we understood that it was a challenge that was not feeling like it was going to make anything better in the long run right i i think it's people just really like the idea of discipline i think especially in the united states like people like the idea of struggling and coming out on the other side and that's fine but it's just like I kind of lost my train of thought. Discipline can be good in the right circumstances, mm-hmm. right? But you're allowed to change is the important thing. Mm-hmm. Like what is true of you now doesn't have to stay true. So for me in 2017 or 2016, joining a gym for the first time and overcoming my social anxiety, going to the gym, overcoming my fear of like athletic pursuits of all kinds, mm-hmm. That was very important for me, but I learned the lesson. I don't have to keep assuming I'm the same person, you know? I think we just need to give ourselves some flexibility, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What else do we have on the list that you wanted to talk about? Because so far we've kind of like really nicely transitioned from thing to thing. and Yeah. I mean, we can wrap it up and just give a little... I just wanted to say like what we're doing for the rest of the month, I guess, and the yeah. rest of the year. We're hosting Thanksgiving this year. For the first time in our relationship. Yes. Because usually out here in Colorado, we go to one of my aunt's houses and all my aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents and everyone, we hang out there. But that the, that single aunt and her immediate family are all going to be on vacation. So we're kind of like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> She's not here. 
So my sister, Lauren, and her boyfriend are going to be in town, which is nice. And my mom's going to come up. Um, it's been, I mean, we've only ever had Thanksgiving with my mom a few times since my parents split up when we were very young. So it'll be nice to, she'll, I've had Thanksgiving with her, right? Because a few years ago, you and I had Thanksgiving with her here. Um, but I can't remember the last time she had Thanksgiving with both me and my sister. Mm. So it'll be nice. We'll host them. And, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Like it's been a, a long time. Yeah. So that'll be really nice for everyone. We're going to cram a bunch of people into the house. So Most of them are vegan or vegetarian. So we're going to have a Thanksgiving where we get to eat all of the things, which is good. I mean, out of all of us, there are going to be 10 of us, right? Aren't only mm. three people not some sort of right because there are a few people who are like vegan vegetarian leaning mm -hmm. right like my mom and my sister right but like not fully yeah. and then there are only three people who are not at all mm -hmm. like yeah so for the most part we're all kind of in the same boat the same gravy boat yeah as it were it's gonna be great i'm excited we had to unfortunately tell our friends with dogs that they can't bring their dogs we were originally going to just see what happens i mean we don't have a big a big place so yeah. the 10 people as it is were we're like, mm, we'll see what happens. But yeah. <laughs> diff four dogs of different sizes plus 10 would have been a lot. It's too many. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be nice. Yeah. And then we're going to have a little family gathering after that. Once the that part of my family comes back from vacation, like I was saying, which will be nice. And what else are we doing? What Possibly else? spending New Year's in oh, yeah. New York. Yeah. Though the plans are not concrete yet. That'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Last year, we got to spend Christmas and New Year's with your family yeah. in California. Mm -hmm. We were like, well, what are we going to what are we gonna do? Right? If we were here maybe for New Year's, we'd like drive to Boulder or something to see our friends. Maybe, yeah. But we we're like, it might be nice to go spend, you know, the holidays. Well, the holidays. It'll be after Christmas, but we don't celebrate Christmas in my family. <laughs> so the holiday of the New Year with it's, my family in new york it just feels very magical i don't know i mean this the season itself feels magical but the idea of being there in new york there's with, something about new york you know there's something about new york and we'll be with my large family mm -hmm. right with the babies with the babies yeah i mean it's just like there, there would be nothing wrong with us being here but we'd be by ourselves right so um which is why we want to move somewhere where a family lives yeah so we can do more things like that. Right. That's going to be... That's like a whole other episode, man. What? Moving back to New York, being close to your network, family, yeah. friends, so and many musings on family. And just how many like conversations we've had about where yeah. we want to go and how far away we want to go. Like we keep... Na we keep Narrowing the radius. <laughs> yeah. Because we're like, I could dread three hours is... We're like, ah, maybe we closer to two hours. I'm uh, like, babe, what if you literally just want to pop on over and watch a Mets game with your dad? Yeah. Like you're not going to do that if we're four hours away right i'm not going to do that if we're 45 minutes away and i'm like also i had to say the other day i'm like eric it's not like your parents are going to like drop in unannounced if anything it's going to be the other way around you're going to yeah. be like dad can i come over i'm coming over <laughs> and they're like please don't and i'm like we're coming over you're just like in their fridge eating their stuff <laughs> well it's funny because we we're joking we're like should we just move to the town they live in but the joking funny, jokingly Claudia, I know you're listening, <laughs> jokingly. She's like, moving down the street. But the funniest part about that is that one of my sisters, one of the new moms in the family, they're like, we're buying a house on Long Island. We're like, where? I think I've told this story. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we're moving to 
enter the town my mm-hmm. parents live in. And I'm like, cool. You know, our parents live in that town, right? <laughs> Aren't <laughs> so they like a literally few like five away? <laughs> minutes away? Yeah, they're like five minutes away. Which is my mom's situation. My aunt bought their house like literally within walking distance of my grandparents' house where they grew up. Yeah. Which it, it works out. Like it really does work out for them. Yeah. Yeah. We're not moving that close. But yeah. We'll we'll talk about this more on a future <laughs> episode. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm glad we got interrupted and recorded it a second time. It's always for the better, I think. I firmly believe. I like that we kind of landed on this topic, this direction of, you know, challenging yourself, excuse me, challenging yourself in the wrong ways and challenging yourself for, in a way that there's a more positive, lasting impact Mm. on the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So good talk. Good talk. Good talk. Yeah. So well, there's one that, there's one other thing I wanted to say. Okay. And it's just in the middle of that conversation, we were talking about music and doing stuff like we used to when we were kids. That's what we did all of yesterday. We spent like the majority of the day yesterday in this room, just messing with this one song that, you know, we had made sound like Dua Lipa that we have tried on. The song tried on many hats. Right? Oh, God. I want to release like a pack of those different demos <laughs> Snippets, yeah. and people are going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of just went into it like we know what the chords are. We know the lyrics. We know how the song goes. What vibe do we want? And Sarah was like, okay, just, uh, you know, lay down four different kinds of drum beats that could go here. And yeah. then we like picked our favorite. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. Record guitar stuff like in a few different ways. Mm-hmm. And then we... I mean, it, it it sounds like a 90s grunge song now. Yeah. And we just had never tried that before. <laughs> so all this is to say we spent the whole day yesterday just making stuff in like the most fun. We can do whatever we want. We're free. We're mm-hmm. kids just playing in the sandbox of this music room. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was a kid and I had this music room set up. Yeah. I, like, holy fucking shit. I think about that all the time. Yeah. With stuff related to music and like me owning a sewing machine or me like having the money to buy myself my own set of colored pencils. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I have all these resources that I would have killed for as a kid. And I really owe it to her to use them. Yeah. You know? I mean, we just, we can walk from our kitchen into this little room that has everything we need to make amazing sounding music. Mm-hmm. It's like the coolest most expensive thing <laughs> ever yeah. it's just so we're just like we just have to find a way to we just really have to take advantage of that and do it in a way that feels like we're just kids mm-hmm. vibing making music because we want to yeah so mm-hmm. do things because you like to do to. them yeah. yeah that's what we're getting at yes okay everybody well thank you so much for listening um this has been episode 85 of the what is life dude podcast and we will see you next time. We don't know when that will be. And if you don't know why we don't know when that will be, go back and listen to this episode <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk to you next time. And we're going to send it over to our supporter shout out. Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button.
And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga, Reem, Mel, Morgan, Jennifer, Scotty, Glenn, Kevin, Jessica, Marie, Jill, Nina, Izzy, Alexis, Nadia, Nicole, Teresa, Kelsey, Merv, Anna, Megan, Samantha, and Sarah.